Welcome to Just a Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping the industry. Joining us today is former NFL player and entrepreneur, Gabe Karimi. A former Chicago Bears first-round draft pick who played a number of years in the NFL, Gabe Karimi is co-founder and CEO of Strive Foods, which he started not too long after retiring from the NFL in 2015. Prior to the NFL, Gabe graduated from the University of Wisconsin with a degree in engineering. It's worth noting that he was a recipient of the Outland Trophy in 2010, awarded to the top offensive lineman in college each year. Gabe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Scott. I appreciate it. Uh, So tell us a little bit about Strive Foods and how you kind of got to where you are today. Well, I guess I started off where I got today is how I ended the NFL. You know, I had a a good run in the NFL. Not a great. I was a first-round draft pick. Uh, short injury. I jokingly say that I played six good quarters and then managed to get pension and uh, <laughs> hobble my way out of the NFL. And right. at my four-year mark, I said, you know what? I wanted to do something else with my life. I'm not the same player I was when I was drafted. I just there was too much pain. So I said, you know what, let's look at different career paths. And I kind of went on this journey. Uh, mm-hmm. At that time, I was a 320-pound offensive lineman in the NFL. Uh, and my father's a lipidologist. And uh, quite frankly, he had a very quick conversation with me. He said, if you're really going to you know, think about retirement, you have to think about your health right now. What you're playing at right now is, is fine for what you had to do for your career. And you know, financially, everything worked out to put me in a position that I was, but being 320 pounds is just too much mass for a heart to take. And number one, uh, you know, disease in America is heart is heart disease. And then anyone over six, two, you can just multiply that up, you know, exponentially because there's just that much more you have to pump. So I took a kind of a first step off this and I went into a, a life betterment journey. I said, you know, what? I, I'm, you know, thankful for the opportunity that NFL gave me uh, gave me a great financial spot that I could personally look at myself and get myself to a position there. I can have a longevity, you know, for, for my wife and my two kids. So I went on this journey to lose weight and went to the meal prep, eating right, exercising more kind of route. And I slowly realized that, you know, now I was looking over the back of the label a little bit more, trying to understand, you know, all the different components of macronutrients, micronutrients, and I shortly realized I stopped snacking because just all the healthy snacks out there were not good. And I had no intention to do anything at that point. I just slowly started to realize that, that I had a meal prep for me to have success in my lifestyle journey. So kind of got motivated eventually through connections and networking that I kind of want to do something in the business realm where I can produce some kind of healthy option that still tastes great. I eventually met my two co-founders with me, Ted Casey and Joe Oblas, uh, former uh, titans and entrepreneurs in uh, the sports attrition realm. And one thing I learned about football is you always want to surround yourself with winners and a good team because then you're that's the ultimate league going to lead you to success. So wanted to get back to snacking. We got together to become uh, you know, a convenient on-the-go snacking brand. Didn't know what we want to do. And by dumb luck, we stumbled across this absolutely amazing product called Biltong, which if anyone doesn't know what Biltong is, Biltong is just a process word, just like 
it's a similar product to jerky that's a shelf stable meat, but the process is different. Uh, jerky is a slow baked process with sugar marinades and nitrates to help preserve it. Biltong is a more natural process that uses vinegar to help cure it. Oh, sorry, not cure it because cure it means nitrates and we have no nitrates to help preserve it. And we air dry it for 14 days. So you can think of jerky as a slow cooked and biltong as an air dried product. And the results are fantastic. You have a product that tastes better and oh yeah, it has higher protein content and less sugar and all the good stuff that you look for in a healthy snack. And uh, I, I have the Wikipedia entry here. I'm going to read it because everything on the internet is true, right? Absolutely. Uh, it says, uh, Biltong is a form of dried cured meat that originated in Botswana, South Africa, Zimbabwe, and Namibia. Various types of meats are used to produce it, ranging from beef and game meats to fillets, of meat cut into strips following the grain of the muscle or flat pieces sliced across the grain. Uh, I've had it. It's fantastic. Um, I understand as well that in addition to the process, as you said, instead of, you know, cooking it using sugar and whatnot that most jerky is, or perhaps all jerky is not an expert here. Um, the steak is trimmed to virtually all fat as well. Um, so how does that enhance the flavor because, uh, you know, sometimes people, I would say it's common for people to associate having some fattiness with uh, with some good flavor to it as well. Um, but, you know, how do you how do you secure that that amazing flavor while while trimming off the fat? Well, what's awesome about Biltong is you don't have to uh, cover up the nitrate flavor, which is a strong flavor. So when you taste our product, you actually don't have to have sugar or um, some kind of uh, marinade to cover it up. You actually just taste the spice, the taste the product, which is meat, which, you know, you eat the steak by itself. You don't have to cover it up. You just put seasoning on there. It's much similar to our product. It's a very well-seasoned, a dry-seasoned uh, uh, taste. Mm-hmm. And, and what's really cool, I think, about Biltong is that every piece is, is virtually the same. And I think... a probably a common frustration with people that eat jerky, which I would include myself, which is that, you know, you have your bag, so you have a, you know, three ounce bag and, uh, there might be 10 slices in there and then a bunch of crumble. And of the 10 slices, maybe three or four are very tender. Uh, and then, but there's always that one or two. And I would say almost regardless of, of what level of, you know, premium or or 7-eleven brand here but there's always that piece where it's really chewing it almost hurts your jaw and and i even offer that uh that's a turnoff to some people i i, I know you know we jerky a lot because we you know we're outdoor family we ski it's really easy to just put in your pocket and, and get a snack on the chairlift um but i know my wife is uh keeps herself a little bit distant from it because you get those just really hard pieces that i imagine are just different probably different cuts uh, of from the steer but uh as i understand in my experience biltong you don't have that it's a consistent um basically consistent pieces all the way along is is that accurate that's absolutely accurate and i and i there's so much great qualities to put on that and i i know i've you know, in the past, that's one of the things I've hit on. And, you know, we do some kind of informational stuff. But the consistency of biltong over jerky is, is I'm glad you brought that up because 
and, and you, you're right on some senses and, and different on some. So jerky has tough pieces of meat in there. One could be the slice. It could be the how the manufacturer sliced it. They couldn't get a consistent slice on it because they slice pre-production versus post like we do. Uh, the other reason that it could do is that the marinade didn't get, get penetrated all through. Uh, jerky, mm. when they want to make a softer product, they have to add more sugar. When we want to make a softer product, we slice it thinner. So th- that's a two difference. Also, it's the length of time of the product. We have they have about an eight-hour cook cycle on average that they have to do. There, you think when you put something in the oven, the temperature is what it is. There is fluctuations and hot spots and cold spots in an oven at all times. Even in your own personal oven, it's like that. It's even it's even stronger in a larger oven. So when you go from co-packer to co-packer, or if you're in your own facility, one oven, even though it's the same exact model, will act differently. And the trays of meat being stacked differently, you're going to have a whole bunch of different processes of why a product might just been cooked a little bit longer and not. Our process is much slower, taking 14 to 21 days, that you get a more consistent dry time. The room stays is more, you know... Um, homeogeneous, I, I guess it would be the correct term for this if I'm, I'm sure. trying to go yeah. back in my, yeah. uh, that you have a much more consistent product. So, and since we slice post-production, you, you, we can slice our product very nicely long into slabs. And I'll kind of go over the process on how built on so people can have a better understanding yeah, yeah. On, on the Please conditional do. slice. You'll take, what we take is top round, can tr- completely trim of all its fat. We then wash it with vinegar and then we slice it into slabs with the grain. Once you take those slabs, you'll roll it around all natural seasonings. Then you'll let that the seasoning marinate for 24 hours. You'll then take it and hang it up on a meat truck, and you put it in a very dry room with a lot of airflow. After about 14 to 21 days, that slab will shrink in 50% of weight and size. You'll then take that off the uh, the drying room, and then you'll put it into your packaging room where you'll you'll slice very thin against the grain. And that's why since the product is already uh, preserved and you slice it with it, you have a more consistent product at the end of your line versus before. Wow. Wow. So it's literally not cooked ever. No, this is an air dried product. The room is, the room is uh, 62 to, uh, I'm sorry, 68 to 72 degrees, lots of airflow, very, very dry. I mean, that's, that's the difference between us. We, uh, jerky will use ovens or, you know, a sort, you know, you could call it a dehydrator. Dehydrators are as a machine that heats the product that helps dry out the air. We dry, we use a dehumidifier that dries out the air and then the water is naturally pull, pulled from the product. So I have to ask the, the, the to me the obvious question here. Just and this is we're we're, vi- we're sometimes just victims of what we have been trained to think, which is how is the bacteria killed? I think is my question because we're all told, you know, cook your red meat enough. I don't, but <laughs> I'm medium yep, rare. And, the, and that know, and like, there's a, there's absolutely you're talking about the standard identity of jerky and the standard identity of jerky is a product that uses some kind of preservative nitrates artificial and naturally to me it doesn't make a difference or unless you're planning a thousand celery sticks natural is just as bad as our natural is just as bad as you know artificial nitrates and then you go on to you have to the product has to get up to and maintain a temperature of 160 degrees for x amount of time and that is your kill step in jerky Biltong doesn't have that. 
and it's our process. I won't go too deep into our process, but we have proven and we take it very seriously because food is something that you can kill. Our process has shown a five log reduction with how we procure the meat from the beginning to the end. So it is, we have 12, uh, 12 years of plant history in one plant, uh, seven or so in the other one, and never had a problem. And we find it much more self-stale product than any of uh, the traditional jerky products that we used to make. Awesome. Um, hey, so I did not know what Biltong was up till about two weeks ago. I think perhaps if someone gave me a multiple choice test, I, I might have selected that. You know, it was in the, the meat category. Um, the, the info may have been back in the recesses of my brain somewhere. But have you have you had a marketing challenge where, on the one hand, and I respect what you're saying, you're not jerky. On the other hand, to us dumb consumers, you kind of are, right? It's a meat snack. And yep. we're, we're trained to think if someone said, what is a meat snack package to consumer goods? You'd say jerky, right? And and you can, there's a lot of really successful jerky companies. Have you had any challenges with, um, you know, informing people or, or you know, getting people to... Because what you're trying to do is capitalize on the trend of jerky, right? Because jerky is very popular right now. I, I I don't recall seeing it 10 years ago, and now it's everywhere, and I consume it. So you're capitalizing on that trend of jerky, which which is is means that you're capitalizing on meat snacks. Yet you can't use the name jerky that that uh, gives primarily favorable impressions for people, right? If someone said this is a great jerky, you go, oh, okay, good. You say this is a great biltong. They go, oh, I don't know what that is, and they may move on to something else. How have you solved that that marketing challenge, or is it still just something that's ongoing and requires consumer education? I think we can look at it a couple of different ways. Um, first off, I would say that we absolutely need to educate. In 2019, is our biggest hurdle that we have to do. It is becoming a lot more well known. We've done a lot of great education up to this point, but that's still our number one hurdle. When we activate our field marketing with our own people, there is no ch- there's no chance that people convert over almost instantaneously. They understand it because we have very passionate people. We have a very strong team of people that know the product, what's the difference, why you want to try it. And most of the time, if you just give a person the product and you say, try this, they're like, that's really good. That's also different. It's also kind of reminds me, you'll get people like, it reminds me of my homemade jerky. I'm like, well, absolutely, because it doesn't have any of the bad nitrates in there, and it tastes more like a whole real piece of meat, because that's what it is. So that's one aspect that education is very important. We feel that our, our marketing initiative is really important to us going to 2019, and when we have people on premise that can explain the difference, air dried, you know, taste, tender, all that stuff, there's a instantaneously, you know, everyone turns over. The other part of it, you say, well, you know, you're going off jerky as a whole. Is it hard to say, okay, you're not using the word jerky, you're using built on. Uh, I would say that might be the case, but we're usually placed around the same product. So we're, if the jerky sets, you know, in aisle 18, we're next to the jerky in line with them. Um, they'll see a different product than Biltong, and that's the problem is that they need to know the difference of the two. It's a premium piece of meat. You have a product that has more protein per gram. And by the way, it's, it's, it's more expensive per ounce, but per gram of protein, 
we're we're actually one of the cheapest products you can buy because mm-hmm. we actually put more in a bag, which is steak. We have less water in there, more meat. So we are so on. We have up to forty percent, but on average twenty percent more uh, beef in a bag per ounce mm-hmm. than any other jerky on there. And that's just because we don't have that marinade that gets you know uh, vacuum pressured into the meat itself. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result, it, you know, it looks like from your branding, you're really uh, positioning yourselves for the kind of the health enthusiast and fitness market. Um, is that is that accurate? Uh, I think our brand started there. That's just our background. Me coming from the NFL, my two other partners, Joe and Ted coming from Sports and Church, and that was our strong suit. Those are the sure. consumers we could directly get our footing into the door because based off our past wins, right? Um, I would say that's not, that's not necessarily our consumer anymore. Um, that was our first consumer, a very heavily influenced consumer. These people are great. They're in the health world. People look up to them. They post about us constantly because they just truly generally love our product and want to post that they're eating strive and they're adding corporate and built on in the product. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of that message that I brought of why I want to start the snack company. I wanted a better source of protein for everyone out there. So uh, it's it's kind of hard too because, you know, if you're a jerky brand, you have to find that niche. There's, you know, there's Jack Links and then there's all the other jerky brands out there. And each one of those jerky brands right now have to find their niche. Who is their consumer? It's kind of hard because we are the category – you know, trendsetter. Yeah, we're under jerky, but there's a whole subcategory now that is now becoming available called biltong. And who can we consume to? Who is our consumer? And you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think we're that that we're that convenient consumer or that club consumer. I think we're that person that is looking for a good source of protein at either their convenience stop or you know buying it at home for their family as a great snack and option. You know, because, I mean, it's hard enough. I have two kids. I have a four- and two-year-old. It is so hard to get, for them to get protein in there. My daughter will literally not eat anything, you know, protein-related except for biltong. She, mm-hmm. She'll eat all her snacks and crackers, but if you give her some meat, she just won't eat it. But I give her biltong, I have to ration it to her because she'll put so much in her mouth, she'll spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> it is a child. I'm a little ahead of you here with the six- and nine-year-old daughters and uh, you know, you're packing their lunch every day and you're just putting in more almonds. You're just trying to, trying to figure out how to, you know, give them quality filling, uh, and nu- nutrient dense food, as opposed to, uh, you know, they get a, they get a couple goldfish every day, every day too, but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and the, our kids will do that. And I think at the end of the day, Strive is not the, that hardcore enthusiast that, you know, watches everything they're eating. It's the person that consciously tries to make better options in their life yeah they're going to go out on the weekend and they're going to have their beer and they're going to have their dessert or their cheat meal or but you know when they come back to work monday morning and they you know have a crave they'll you know they'll they'll do built on twice a week or something like that yeah maybe they have a potato chip on another day but they try to make the right choices and that's kind of the embodiment that you know me and joe always do like yeah we're not the greatest all the time but we try we we definitely try to put an effort towards us. Just try, trying to help others do their best as well. Exactly. Um, I, I'd like to pick your brain a little bit here. Um, you know, given that your path from the NFL to to a professional life, uh, I imagine there. And you you touched on a little bit that you know that transition can be a little bit of a challenge. It's a different different 
culture, different routines. You know, you're not, uh, you know, you know, weight room, locker room, practice, you know, weight room, training room, bed. And uh, I don't think you have 80,000 people cheering for you these days. Uh, <laughs> no, at, not, at least that so you're aware of. Uh, you've got, I'm sure you have a lot of fans out there, but um, what, what lessons from your playing days do you apply to, to running your, your business today? You know, you've, you're, you got yourself a, an engineering degree. I can tell, I can sense kind of your passion for, for the process of creating billet. Bill Tong, I'm sure that's helped. Um, but what about, you know, just your playing days overall up through youth, college, pros? Um, do you feel that is allowing you to run a successful business? And if you had not had that athletic team experience, you may not have, uh, you know, you know, learned. I think uh, I think overall, like a, a, a higher level one would be, you know, the dedication uh, and repeatability, like you have to repeat yourself constantly. You have to put in the work constantly because if you don't keep on doing it, someone else is going to get you. Someone else is going to be better that you just, you have mm -hmm. to be dedicated to whatever you do. And constantly, I wasn't the best athlete. The reason I got drafted in the first round and I won that Lynn trophy, which was the best offense and defensive lineman in the country is because not my athleticism. I, I'm not the most athletic guy. And, and, and Joe, my, you know, my co-founder and co-CEO would tell you, you know, yeah, he's not athletic. Well, he, I mean, I, I think I'm more athletic than him, but that's another, that's a discussion for another day. Um, it, it was my dedication. And I think that driving that skill set for over, geez, 12 years of playing football. I mean, and just putting in the extra time, putting in the effort that I think that's something I carry over. But uh, I think that building a team is the best thing, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, 2000, in 10 season, I, I was the captain of Wisconsin. It was our first uh, time being back to Rose Bowl um, in about a decade. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think having, I think having the understanding the value of teamwork and surrounding yourself with uh, capable people, but also people that have the same motivation and mindset that they're willing to work just as hard as you are. And they, they have just as much pride and a win because everyone here we're doing stuff that we're i mean we're innovating a category which when's the last time you've seen some true innovation in a category that's not just a different flavor or a different looking package but it's actually true innovation i mean we're right on the cutting edge and we know there's a lot of big players out there and i mean we're just <laughs> it takes all of us working as hard as possible in these first you know couple of years and I can't be happier with the team that we built here. I can't be happier with the um, the partners I worked with because they took me that they saw this kid that is, you know, dedicated and played in the NFL but knows zero about business, absolutely nothing at the time. I'm not that per same person that I was then. But they had enough faith with me over a handful of meetings that I said, you know, let's do this together. So, one, understanding how important a team is, and two, continuing to build that team and, you know, demonstrate effective as a leader communication through all departments. And I'd say that's probably my strongest suit. Mm -hmm. You certainly seem to have the, the perseverance, the grit to, to be a strong leader in business as well. So before we let you go, let's talk about where our folks can get uh, Strive Biltong. So I, I know strivebiltong.com and I want to spell that out for everyone. That's S-T-R-Y-V-E, Biltong. So it's B-I-L-T-O-N-G dot com. 
They can also follow you uh, at Strive Biltong on Instagram and Strive Biltong on Facebook as well. They can purchase, uh, I believe they can purchase directly on strivebiltong.com. Uh, and uh, what about retail? How's that going for you? Uh, going well. We can also on Amazon online as well and okay. and Walmart online. Uh, speaking of Walmart online, we are actually in Walmart. We're in a 505 test location or, or store um, test right now. We're right. all over the nation. I think if you put a pin anywhere in the nation, you're five minutes from a Strive location. We're in uh, CVS. Uh, we'll be in about 6,000 CVS somewhere in Q one next year, but we're in a, a great deal of them right now. Um, one of our largest stores. We're in GNC, about the 500 A stores, and and Vitamin Shop. So those are all our national ones. We have a lot of great regional ones um, that I invite you to go to our website if you actually want to go to the store and type in on our store locator your address and find one that's local to you if you don't want to go online. Uh, you're, you're pretty accurate on that. I'd say the closest to me is about seven minutes away, not five minutes, but, uh, we'll drive a little faster for me. Uh, (laughs) But that's outstanding. Uh, I, I, I'll cap that joke off with mentioning that I do see that in the San Diego region, there's gotta be at least 30 locations that you're in. So congratulations on, on, on that. And I'm sure that, um, some metro areas, it's even even more prominent, and there's no question in my mind that you will uh, be within two minutes of me within pretty soon here. With uh, absolutely, well, you just think about how many Frito laser, you know, within <laughs> five minutes of you, twenty thousand. Know, if, right. if we can even get to a fraction of that, then now we're now we're really cooking. You're right. It looks like you're in GNC Vitamin Shop. Um, that's uh, uh, at least in the San Diego. Area, but that's outstanding to get that test with Walmart and uh, wish you the best of luck. Uh, sounds like you got a great plan. You're in it for the right reasons and uh, you've got the character to, to see this all the way through. So uh, I appreciate wish that, you luck. And we'll have to check back in when uh, check back in a- as you continue to grow. All right. Thank you so much, Scott, for your time. Thank you for joining us on Just a Taste, the Chef's Best Production. Join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing, retail, and production in the food and beverage industry. You can always visit us at chefsbest.com to learn more.